Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as usual, I'm joined by Quinn. Hello, everybody. The current score is 2019 Digimon, and this time we're discussing the 40th episodes, the Psychic Sidekicks, and Digimon World Tour, Part 1. We recommend watching the episodes as always, but you do you. And of course, a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting us. If you want to join them, you'll get access to the Moncast Uncut a week ahead of every ep- of every release. Basically, you hear every embarrassing moment that I delete from the edited versions. And you hear it a week early as well, for just $2 a month. Let's start off with the psychic sidekicks. Say that ten times fast. No. Fine, I'll have to. Psychic, 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 psychic. I lost it on the third one. That's really hard, actually. Yeah, it, it is. That's why I refused. Okay. I just want to check something. Is Ghost actually weak to psychic, or is that just an anime thing? I believe that's true. My Google search disagreed, saying that Ghost is not actually weak to psychic types. First series... Ash has to go get a ghost Pokemon to fight the psychic gym leader. So that doesn't really line up. Yeah, okay, that might be the way it works. I don't know. The psychic ghost typing seems to be all over the place in the anime. So I'm just going to roll with it. For the sake of this episode, ghost is weak to psychic. And psychic is weak to mirrors. Because reasons. I think the typings are just wrong. And that's what they go with. Also, it's a shame that Ash doesn't use Ghastly anymore. Well, he didn't actually catch a haunter or anything. Oh, okay. He never caught the haunter, they just he befriended it. Oh right, that's a that's a distinction, and then he leaves it with the psychic gym leader. I think it befriends Sabrina. Sabrina was extremely gold. Sabrina was cool. Do you know why she's cool? She hasn't like Kadabra. And that evolved from Abra and Abra's cool. Abra's very cool. There's a cute Abra in this episode, which makes it a pretty good episode. It just teleports everywhere and pranks people. That is the only thing Abra can do, yes. It knows Psychic as well. <laughs> in this, anyway. In this. You you can teach it, but I think it takes a TM. It probably does. But I just love it. I just love the idea of having this Pokemon just like, oh, gone now. Where's he gone? Don't know. Be that way. It'd be so hard to keep track of. Just Pokemon training on hard mode. Just any second your Pokemon can just not be there anymore. The sequel to Magikarp Jump. Abra Teleport. I wonder if there is a limit to how far it can teleport. I mean, I would think so. Also, in the games, it can canonically teleport you out of places, so it'd be pretty cool to just, you know, set up an Abra teleportation service. That would be awesome, actually. Just like it teleports into your house or whatever, and then teleports you wherever you want it to go. That'd be so cool. It'd also be great for murdering people, actually, then. Oh, man, I want my Detective Conan Pokemon crossover. There'd be so much just Abra teleports in, grabs a person, teleports them over the edge of a cliff. I, I'd probably go with the locked room murder mystery. You just have Abra stab somebody. But then everyone would just know that the Abra did it. But what if there are two Abra? If it's only one person that owns this crime ring of Abra, it doesn't really matter which Abra it was. That's fair. What if it's just a rogue Abra that can talk like Meow? That also really enjoys murder. <laughs> then we have ourselves a Netflix original series. God, I'd watch that. Just Abra on the run. No, not on the run, just on the teleport. Meowth breaking bad. Er, worse. Breaking worse. Why? That show doesn't need Pokemon. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It's it's fine. It's already got meth in it. That's true. That's true. 
but it doesn't have Pokemon running a drug ring. And really, I feel like that's an episode that the world needs. Then make it happen. We already know that steroids are canon in Pokemon, thanks to a prior joke that Brock's made. I forgot that, yeah. Yes, steroids are a thing. Speaking of steroids, there's a giant robot Gengar. Also, for some reason, everyone only attacks giant robot Gengar in the eye, which feels like a really poor decision. It does seem like a bad idea. I mean, like, I get it the first time, but after it keeps reflecting... It's just bad planning. Normally you go for a body shot, not for the the eye hole. But nope, shoot it in the eye, where the mirrors reflect psychic energy, because of course they do. I'm just going to ignore the rules. Pokemon does its thing. Pokemon ignores the rules too. The focus of this one is Jabafarig. What are your thoughts? I think Jafric's great. I love that they point out that its name is a palindrome in case the kids didn't get it. I I wasn't... It never dawned on me. It had to be pointed out to me, and then it's like, oh, it is. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Meowth. You've taught me something new. I think my highlight with Jafric is just when he's having a staring competition with Psyduck, and that's a good, like, 30 seconds of the show. I love that we established that Pokemon trainers can just have a psychic connection, and we're just never going to bring that up again. It's so cool! God, Misty needs a training montage for this. Just she and Psyduck. It's not going to happen. Also, I love earlier in the episode when they're like, oh no, none of us have a psychic-type Pokemon, and they just forget Psyduck exists for a while. I think this is the first time Psyduck's been brought out by choice. Possibly ever. Yeah. Psyduck so rarely gets used other than as the gag. I love Psyduck. And now even Wobbuffet does that as well. Seems to be a recurring trend with the psychic Pokemon, is they just break out Pokeballs. I honestly forgot that, that Wobbuffet was a psychic type. It doesn't really matter, because it only knows, like, counter. Jesse accidentally traded Lickitung for Wobbuffet. Oh, well, that was a bad trade. It kind of was. Just got rid of one good Pokemon for a joke. But it's cool. I like Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet is a classic Team Rocket character. Anyway, we are, like, refusing to talk about this episode. We are. It's very standard Pokemon filler is the main reason. Yeah, yeah. I am looking forward to some not filler soon. I mean, I've just got lots of notes on very small, quite trivial things I personally enjoyed. Such as a typo in my notes where I called Psyduck Psychook. <laughs> okay, that's canon now. I was quite happy with myself. <laughs> that's a really amazing typo. He does get Psychooked a lot. Anyway, other things I like. Um, when Brock's looking through the travel guide, you just get Pikachu hopping to try and get in the shop and look at the guide, and it's so cute. Yes, I love I love Pikachu just trying to get attention and get picked up, and no one cares. I know, it's just hopping, trying to get on screen, like, Pika! Pikachu! Stole that whole scene. Oh, uh, it's so good. I have no idea what Brock said. I was too focused on the tiny yellow mouse hopping about. I have no idea when it happens, but I am very much looking forward to the Trans Pikachu episode. I have no context. There's some episode where, for plot-related reasons, of course, Ash and Pikachu have to cross-dress, and so they tape a heart shape to Pikachu's tail, and it's just the most adorable thing. It sounds like it might be a few generations down the line. The next thing I've got is there's a scene where Cherry, who's the filler girl that Brock doesn't hit on because she's too short. Yes, she is too young for this, which is good. Too young. Too short, so Brock just doesn't do the whole hormone thing. I know, it's so good. It's very good. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Filler Girl and Ash and everyone all have a picnic, and it plays kind of music, and they talk about their dreams and aspirations, and it's really cute and peaceful, and I like it. She wants to be a psychic-type master, which is cute. It's cool as well. 
the idea of just being able to transmit thoughts between you and your Pokemon in battle, so you just communicate without words, is really awesome. The future side is a really weird move that we hinge this whole episode on. I think it has maybe more use in the games. In this, it's just delayed attack. I think that's also what it is in the games, at least if I remember right. It, it just takes like a couple turns and then it does it, but I didn't know that. I, I always confuse it with Foresight, which is just the thing that lets normal types attack ghost types, which is a really, like, super niche move to bother having on your Pokemon. It really is. And then also Sword and Shield just got rid of that move, I, I learned. Sword and Shield got rid of a lot of moves, is what I heard. I did not know that. Speaking of moves, Pikachu knows Thunder now, and I don't know when he learned it, but he knows it. Now. Pikachu learned it now. I don't pay attention to the difference between Thunder and Thunderbolt. There's like at least five different variants of Thunder. Thunderbolt, Thunder Shock, Thunder Attack. I'm pretty certain that's what Ash has said, and I don't think it's a thing. Thunder does do like a just massive column of light up into the sky, which feels like overkill. It does. It's a massive, massive explosion. It's just showing off. It's excessive. And it doesn't even knock out Giraffarig. <laughs> no, Giraffarig is tough. They just call it after that. Just like, no, I'm just going to call it there. But I mean, Giraffarig's Psybeam is actually quite weak as well, because it does literally nothing to Cherry and Ash when they jump in the way. So I don't think attack power really matters that much. No, no, the anime does whatever it feels like it needs to at the time. Yeah, why have it turned them to stone with Psybeam? And then it becomes Pokemon the movie. I'd be down for that. We need to do an episode on that as soon as we get some more patrons. The CGI remake of Pokemon the movie is just come out on Netflix, and I really want to do a special on it, but I don't want to do it without patrons. That's the incentive. Yes. Support us on Patreon, so we can do more stupid specials, please. Yes, please. We're still going through my trivial points, aren't we? Because <laughs> I think you ran out ages ago. I kind of did. I do love Giant Robot Gengar, that is only intimidating from the back, and also kind of looks like a Gigantamax. Huh. I don't know if Gengar gets a, gin- a Gigantamax. Every Pokemon can... Gigantamax. It's just only some have special versions. Like I said, I don't know anything about Sword and Shield. I just know the uh, the I want food gummy meme. Have you ever watched Island of the Giant Pokemon? I don't think so, no. You should. It has subtitles for the Pokemon. Excellent. It's so good. I think I think I need a version of Pokemon where there's just always subtitles and Ash never understands what Pikachu is actually saying. I really want that, but it doesn't exist. You just gotta live with it. And Rewatch Island of Giant Pokemon every time you get sad. So I'm actually nearly done. I have a few more things to say. Like maybe two. So I love that James just starts explaining the whole plan to everyone. Sometimes you just gotta reiterate what your plan is to yourselves. No, it's amazing. It's just like, haha, you fell for a cunning trick. I'm now going to explain how it works. I I love this recent theme of they have a plan that worked and then Meowth is like, no, no, we need to Pikachu. f*** it up. <laughs> that is the trend. Which is like, no, we st- we need more Pokemon. We need to go conquer the entire town with this trick that should not have worked even once. We should use our Gengar that's equipped to combat psychic Pokemon to capture Pikachu. <laughs> Honestly, I was expecting that to just be the thing, is then Pikachu hits him once. I got to admit, Pikachu flying, though, instead, was pretty fun. Flying Pikachu was cool, even if it didn't make any sense? Uh, that is true, actually. Giraffic used confusion. Pikachu forgot how to fall <laughs> under the effects of gravity. I mean, it confused me, but... 
just confuses the audience. Maybe it makes more sense if it was like confusing Team Rockets that they thought Pikachu was flying around, Pikachu was still on the ground. Yeah, they should have just recruited Cherry because flying Pikachu combo is a really powerful thing. It really is. Flying electric mouse. Oh god, we should have replaced Brock with Cherry. I'd be down for that. Just the, the psychic connection trainer. That'd be awesome. Plus she glows blue sometimes. Oh yeah, they did that. She's the chosen one. <laughs> Ultimate Instinct Cherry. I don't know what Cherry is supposed to be a pun on, though. I think it's just a, f- a funny name. I think it's just a name, yeah. Just a name. Imagine that. But it does fit in with the Dragon Ball joke that I just made. I didn't even catch that. I don't watch Dragon Ball. Uh, most of the characters in Dragon Ball are named after food. That's why he's called Goku. Yes. The only other thing of note is that the narrator says, Who knows what's going to happen next? I don't know. I don't have future sight. And it's a great joke. God, that's such a bad joke. It's a fantastic joke, because it's the caliber of joke I would make. To be continued. Also, I love that the, at the very beginning, when they're walking through the forest, and they're, they're going to be uh, overshadowed by something spooky, and then we don't actually run into any ghost Pokemon. There's only one fake ghost Pokemon. It's just the end of a giraffe rig. Wait, what if... What we think is the tail is the head, and the head is actually the tail, and Jaffrey just walks around backwards. It could just be the other way around. It is an interesting Pokemon idea, though. Just let's have a giraffe, but its tail is a head, and also it's psychic. Someone came up with this, and then put no more thought into it at all. It doesn't even evolve or anything. It's literally just a giraffe. If I remember, I'll insert the clip from that funny video where it just goes, I'm a giraffe! I'm a giraffe! Anyway, I keep saying anyway because going off topic all the time. So, was this episode filler? Yes. Extremely. It was extremely filler. 110%. But what did we think of it? I mean, it was cute. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. I liked Cherry and Giraffe Rega's characters, and Team Rocket were just on form. They won't, but I kind of wish Cherry would show back up for the, the Pokemon finals thingy. You think we'll make it to the Pokemon League <laughs> in the next 11 episodes? Really doubting it. Nope. I don't think we will ever watch a Pokemon League episode while doing the Momcast. <laughs> Is that the plan? Just when we get to Tamers, we start the next thing? But Pokemon never gets far enough. It takes too long. Let's jet off in Digimon World Tour Part 1. The Phantom Menace. So yes, uh, I, I just, I know it's not important, but I want to talk about this really poorly planned flight path where we go Tokyo to Paris to Hong Kong, down to Sydney, then over to uh, Moscow, then Mexico City, then Miami, then we take an airplane to New York. Mm-hmm. But I think Imperial German flies at the speed of light. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, some... If you'd done a traveling salesman problem on this, you could have done it faster. I mean, Yoli's uncle is a travel agent. Exactly. That's totally nothing made up just for the film. Well, but they mentioned it again last episode. They're just mentioning movie things. And We're just making the film canon retroactively. That's what they're doing. Imperial Jumon just screams when he destroys Dark Towers, and I love it. Hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta. It's literally a scream. I I sent you the screenshot of the sign at Miami Beach of M-A-I-A-M-I, Miami. I thought you were just misspelling it. I didn't even see the sign in the screenshot. No, it's the sign. It's really funny. I'm trying to read what it says on the lifeguard thing, but it's so small. 
Swim within two yards of lifeguard. T-O-O yards. What does that even mean? I think it's supposed to be 100 yards of lifeguard. Swim within two yards of lifeguards. The L and the I look like they're together, so it's like oof guard. Yes. <laughs> Swimmy oof guard at Miami. Miami. It's Mimi. I, I know I keep saying this about the winter outfits, but god, Mimi's outfit is on point this week. It really is. It's so good. The, the green jacket. Yeah. I'd wear it. Give me the outfit. I want it. Yeah, same, same. I would buy that. Things I'm not buying. Michael's awful accent. <sighs> I despise his voice. Also, Michael's dad. Just everything about him. Why does he exist? <laughs> he steals their lunch. He steals the donuts. Oh, I did not mention in the Pokemon episode that Brock makes jelly sandwiches. Not peanut butter and jelly, just jelly sandwiches. Anyway, yes, he, he eats their he eats their donuts. He also raises Michael. Yeah. He's just not a good person. Michael's voice is the worst. I genuinely it makes me want it, to cry. It's really bad, and I'm glad that Michael is not a real digidestant. Is that I don't what is about is it, is this supposed to be British or American? I think he's supposed to have, like, a New York accent. Is he just drunk? Possibly. That would explain a lot. You know what? If he, if he and his dad are just high, that would explain why he got the munchies after he flies. That's what I was thinking. Just like, does he get the munchies because he flies real high? I mean, that's just canon now. I mean, he is in Hollywood. Yeah, he's an action movie star slash pilot. You know, like you do. That Davis is aware of. And I think, is this, is his dad called Michael as well? Or is, is that just, is this just a list of names on that poster? And one of them was Michael. I don't know who he's supposed to be, but he might be Mitchell J. Barton. What else is there? There's Jodie Forrest, Alan Ford, Nicholas Dealey, Alec Willems, John Lenz, that's totally not John Lennon, and Dick North. No, it's Dick North, for sure. I can say that because it's a name. Dick, 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 dick. Short for Richard. Yeah, I do not like Michael or his dad. They are bad people. But Mimi is good. Mimi is in this episode and it's great. Also, she just gets out of her parents' car and they don't notice. And she writes a note. That she must have written in lipstick. And it's just like, there's something I have to do. Please don't worry, Mimi. I, th I thought her parents were aware of the monster thing. They remember the monsters from four years ago, but apparently they don't remember that Mimi has, you know, Palmon. I feel like that's something they would have discussed as a family, is the fact that her daughter has a, a monster friend. Yeah, but by the way, Mom, I sometimes have to go over to another world to save both universes, so, like, sometimes maybe you have to call me off from school. It still doesn't make sense that the younger kids also do not ever tell their parents. There's some weird thing with Zero Two about trying to, like, hide that the first series really happened from the whole world. As established last episode, Jedi hacked the world. Yeah, Jedi hacked the world so that they couldn't access the digital worlds. Something, yes, because we don't want people going on vacation there. But no, we don't have Jedi this time. We have Benjamin from America. I guess, from Benjamin Franklin. And Jackie in China, which is definitely not a Jackie Chan joke. Oh yeah, absolutely not a Jackie Chan joke. <sighs> I say. To be fair, it's not any worse than Pokemon with their filler character names. I don't know, you name your one American character after Benjamin Franklin? There's also Michael. 
and Michael's dad. Yes. The famous Hollywood star with no name. I believe he is also Michael, or perhaps Mitchell. So it is It is canon, though, that Davis wants to hook up with Michael. That's just what he said. You are not wrong. He did say, we're going to hook up with Michael and then fly to New York. He and Michael joined the Mile High Club. That's just what happened. No. The children. Davis also later says, just wait till I turn around. And I'm like, God damn it, you went to that concert. <laughs> it's back again. Every time we think we're getting rid of it and it just comes back. Oh, you might think that's just the way this is supposed to be. But it may not always be that way. <laughs> it's such a good song. We don't have that in this episode, though. We get a bit of Ty and, and TK. There's like a snippet. Because they're going to go form the French Revolution. So like, viva la resistance. We also get some Sora and Miyako going off to Russia, briefly. We know the best one, though, is Cody and Joe arriving in Australia. And Cody asks, why do they call this place Down Under? And Joe replies, I don't know. I don't speak Australian. So bad. Also, it's really lucky that everyone just happens to speak English and or Japanese. Eh, I, well, that's my response. <laughs> also, Izzy doesn't know his own name. <laughs> he introduces himself as Izzy Izumi, but the first episode of Digimon, even the dub, introduces him as Izumi Izzy Koshiro. <laughs> he doesn't know his own name. I didn't even catch that. Even Izzy gets confused between dub and sub sometimes. He, he is not very good at explaining, and also these Chinese kids have Digimon but don't know what being a Digidestined is. But also somehow Izzy knew where to find them. Mm -hmm. And also they want to hit on Kari, and that's not okay. Everyone wants to hit on Kari. She, she is the girl that's not a nerd. Which, I mean, honestly, if you're gonna hit on one of these girls, hit on the nerd. At least then you stand a chance. No, she's just the best one. That too. But you have to remember both Yoli and Kari are lesbians. That's true, that's true. Uh, Yoli is the reason that I grew up to be a programmer with purple hair. Hmm. I mean, she's a decent role model. Yeah, you can do a lot worse. Definitely. Now you just need the, the crest of light person to be your girlfriend. Still looking for her. You'll know her when she just collapses and then gets possessed by a glowing god. Possibly when she turns around. <sighs> so yeah. I do enjoy Izzy flustering to explain things. Yes, he's so bad at things. Well, I, th I think most of this episode's just kind of like... Yeah, the plot's okay, they're just getting rid of the Digimon. Yeah, there's not much to it, we're just dealing with Digimon in several places. It is, but it's just, it's filled with funny lines. I love that Cherrymon is just randomly attacking a Christmas tree. <laughs> he just doesn't like other trees. Almost certainly lives in a forest that's full of trees. Oh no, Cherrymon is attacking a, a tree, Christmas tree down at Rockefeller Center. Is nothing sacred? I think my favourite random Digidestined kid, though, has to be the one that's definitely not Ash Ketchum, that has a Flairerizamon. A Flairerizamon. How rich pronounced. <laughs> totally got the Pokemon trainer hat. Oh, I'm gonna check because I, I don't actually know offhand, but they very quickly go from Hong Kong to the China-India border. And I, I'm curious how far that is. Kari's just being carried around the country by a, a woman. I mean, goals. Andromon is just... A bizarre Digimon to have. But I did say last time that we finally have a cat that can become a woman again. <laughs> yep, sometimes that's just how it be. We didn't actually get a scene of Jackie giving them the Digicore power, did we? We only saw Benjamin give it. Yeah, I assume that's implied. Yeah, it's implied. I guess we didn't need to see Jackie Chan doing it. No, we do see him really badly doing... Something. 
yeah. In the background. Vaguely martial arts looking stuff. Jackie just really does not contribute much, does he? No. He's just there for that one really stupid joke. It's mostly the, is it Choi Brothers? I forget what they were called, but it was something like that. Who just all have Octomom. Are you still looking something up? Yeah, it's it's like 800 miles, give or take. So they've gone 800 miles to the China-India border. Yeah. That'll take up an afternoon. They have a person who can, you know, move at the speed of light, except he's not there. I mean, even better, they go all the way to the border and then back again. They're very fast. The Digimon are coming in from India, aren't they? So does that mean that they've just gone through the border out of China to India? To collect the Digimon, so they could then struggle to come back in to the country. We just asked the the Chinese military nicely, and we're all on the same side when it comes to saving the world, so we're just going to let monsters walk through the border. Yes, totally how it would happen. Definitely how the Chinese army would react to things. No conflict here, then. These are not the mods you're looking for. Oh, these are the safe monsters. Awesome. Let them in. I mean, in fairness... A 12-foot-tall angel did show up and just tell you, hey, by the way, we're peaceful. There was no angel involved. It was an octopus that just spelled it in Japanese. And then the Chinese army replied in, I assume, Japanese. (laughs) You know, they were both kanji. That might be similar enough. It's worth it, though, just for the line of, I've not stopped monsters from crossing our border before. I love that. Oh my god. Anyway, yes, of the three episodes of the World Tour arc, this is probably the worst, but it was still very entertaining. I enjoyed it. it mostly for the dumb lines, admittedly. I live for the little girl in Mexico City. She's my favorite. But she's not here yet. Don't get ahead of yourself. I know. But anyway, she is what makes the World Tour arc amazing. What about Steve? I do absolutely love that as we go through this, all of the, the foreign Digidestins, Digimon, when they evolve, just get whatever the dub in that nation had as their evolution thing, which is really, is very cute. I like it. I think the last thing worth pointing out is that Sudramon can fly for no reason, and I'm so happy about that. It was important to the plot. Just Sudramon can fly. You know, we've got a Sudramon and an Airdramon, but there's no Landramon. I don't know if I should be disappointed or proud. You you are learning quickly. Yes, yes. Sometimes I, I do enjoy puns. I think that's why I was brought on the show. It's a necessity if you want to co-host. Have you got anything else to mention, or should we do the, the final bit of this discussion? I did have one more thing, which is that Mimi's dad just wears sunglasses in the dark. Oh my god, he does. I approve. You do you, Mimi's dad. Also, Mimi's dad's main concern when the monsters show up is that he doesn't want to move again. Look, we're not moving a second time just because monsters keep following us. Moving is stressful, okay? Is it more stressful than monster attacks? Maybe not, but that's a matter of opinion. I mean, I think it's probably more, because at least a monster attack just happens and then it's over for like four years. Are you sure you're not talking about moving? No, because moving takes a solid month. Wow, you move slowly. I have a lot of things, okay? But like, I'm selling my house in May, and that means I need to get rid of like... You know, 80% of my furniture and pack things, and I don't want to. I'd rather get attacked by a monster. And then you have nowhere to live. So was this episode filler or not filler? Definitely not filler. The main reason it's not filler is probably just because of the tease at the end where Mummy Mon looks at a small child. That's true, and just like, you know, the fact that there are Digimon everywhere now is the plot, and like, you know, we have to deal with that, so... They have dealt with a third of the problem. So we have two more parts of this. That makes me sad that there's only, like, three parts of this, actually, because I like the world talk. 
I do enjoy the World Tour arc. I, I appreciate that they decided we just don't need to deal with Dark Tower Pikachu. by just shooting all of them. Just Imperial Jermon blows them up. Yeah, the people in Miami really should have died when Imperial Jermon shot that one. I think you mean the people in Mamie? Mamie, yes. Are we just going to call it, like, Mamie? Is that how it's spelled? There's just one extra letter, because it's they spelled it the way it would be pronounced in Japanese, which is M-A-I to make the Mai sound, and then Ami. Ah, I see. Which is totally understandable, but it's very funny. Miami. Between that and Nikoras. Nikoras. <laughs> so yeah, not a filler episode. Pretty enjoyable. Nothing super special. The main reason I like it is just because there's a lot of funny lines and silly things involved. <laughs> My dad gets the munchies when he flies. Okay, moving on. Also, we just make a random campfire in Central Park. Everyone was evacuated from New York. I believe. Why did they even have to stop over and fly? I don't know. I think it's time for Mano a Mano, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing with each other over trivial things. Oh my god, you stole the intro from me. What do I do now? I did. Now you tell me who the Monster of the Week was. Oh my god, what is this? I don't like it. I won't do it again. My Monster of the Week's definitely Giraffric, because it's the same forwards as backwards. Both in its name... And its design. Isn't that amazing? Giraffe is adorable and I love them. Is is a good. It is a good. It's a psychic giraffe. I want to give special mention to the tree mom that hates trees. Oh my god. We had a filler character called Cherry. And we had a cherry mom. Hey. Coincidence? I think not. Blatant theft. It's obvious that this that this psychic trainer was based off of this tree from Digimon. The tree does have the ability to do weird psychic Pikachu. Such as what? Climb buildings? <laughs> it does climb a building. It climbs a building, it turns mad evil. Oh, wait, do you think it's the same Cherrymon? I sure- no, they killed that Cherrymon. I thought they did. It could have been reborn and come back and now has a vendetta against trees for no reason. It was reborn, and now it hates all trees. It's just expressing its self-hate. Exactly. The worst protagonist. Davis. Ash for not picking Pikachu up. Okay, that is a decent argument. But Davis was just, it's like his worst self. Davis was hooking up with Michael. He he was busy. He was just cocky and arrogant. And like four other Digitestins showed up and all did more than him. I really love, hi, I'm Davis. You probably heard of me. No. That's why I don't like Davis. Just why is he so smug? He has accomplished almost nothing. He contributes so little this episode. I'm trying to figure out the logistics of, like, where they landed. Because, like, Ken ends up in Mexico City. Yeah. They must split off at the same point because they're using Imperial Jermon. They split off in my mind. In my mind. Do we find out how Ken gets to Mexico City then? I'm assuming... The travel agent was involved. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. It's not like Mai Mai is a really convenient place to get to Mexico from unless you have a plane. But yeah, I, d I don't specifically remember if they mentioned how Ken gets to Mexico City. Does Michael just live in Mai Mai? Or did they fly from somewhere else to pick them up from there? I think they flew from somewhere else to pick them up. Because Dad probably lives in California, but then Michael knows Mimi from New York... They could have parked Imperial Jamon literally anywhere on the planet. You do need to pick a, a convenient location to split off from, but I feel like they could have just picked him up from Mexico City. It's, it's just really making Michael's dad go out of his way. It really is. You don't want him getting high too long. 
Also, he's <laughs> he's the only parent allowed to know about Digimon, and only because he's going to be too high to care. He's a Hollywood star, no one will listen to him anyway. <laughs> You're not wrong. Wait, did we actually settle on who was worse? <laughs> D- Davis. Okay, best human. Mimi. I love Mimi. She is good. That is my argument, is Mimi is great. She does rock the outfit. She rocks the outfit, she runs off from her parents in the middle of the highway. It's a traffic jam. Well, even so. Just running away and just leaving a note that doesn't even really explain, by the way, I have something to do, bye. I mean, she's never been the smartest, so it makes sense that her note isn't comprehensive. I love that she can walk to Central Park faster than her parents can drive there. Well, her parents leave and then turn around and come back. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mimi. Mimi was great. Special mention to Brock for not hitting on anyone. We don't have to reward Brock for not hitting on anyone when there's literally no one there to hit on. He could have gone creepy with it. But that would be real bad. Yeah, so I'm, I'm appreciating that they didn't do that. Psychic connection in bed. Yeah. My favourite was James. James is also very good. James was on form. Really tip-top team member of Team Rocket this week. I just love the bit where he gets really analytical and explains everything, and they're like, wow, we didn't realise you had such an analytical mind. James is good. Meowth, however, screwed things up. Seems to be a trend, where Meowth's like, sort of taking charge and messing things up. In fact, that's exactly what happened last week with Rock, Paper, Scissors, that Meowth always wins. It's interesting. Is there a trend, or is it just luck? Team Rocket has the whole shtick, but I don't think it really has that much meaning behind it. Uh, Which storyline was better, Pokemon or Digimon? I enjoyed Digimon better as a storyline, I think. I understand that. I I also want to give Digimon best episode. Ooh, I do not think I'd go that far. I enjoyed Pokemon a lot more. Digimon was pretty stupid. And the, the main bits I enjoyed out of it were just the dub joke lines that were playing. And most of those were because they, it was ridiculous. Also, the Chinese Jedi is called Jackie. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it had Michael and Michael's voice. Okay, that's fair. We can give it to Pokemon. It's fine. I just can't. Digimon was not that good. Pokemon, at least, was fun. And it had Psychook in it and Girafferig in it. And I liked the filler Pokemon of the week. It was a good filler episode by Pokemon standards. And Digimon was just bleh. So yeah, because I've overruled you. It does make the score then. 2020. So it's coming down to the last 10 episodes. I would not be that surprised if we just tie the whole way. Oh yeah, because ties in Digimon. Yes. I get it. Yes. Very funny. Next time we'll be discussing the 41st episodes, The Fortune Hunters and Digimon World Tour Part 2. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. We really want to cover the CGI version of the Pokemon movie, so please help us hit that next milestone if you can. Of course, a big thank you to Quinn for joining me today from America. How close to Mamie are you? Very far. Okay, well, where can the people find you instead, then, if not in naming? You can find me on Twitter, at RealYubico. All the links will be in the show notes, of course. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye! Bye! Even though you may think this is the way to be, it may not always be that way.
It do, however, be that way sometimes. So wise. How, how did you learn to be so wise? <laughs> My mom. Oh, that's nice. Are you typing? Or is that a cat? Sorry. No, that's me. I, I got an email from a student, sorry. Oh, that happens. Not to me. <laughs> that's fair. Because I assume you don't have students. No, I have nothing to teach anyone. Well, you, you teach the people about Pokemon and Digimon. No, I don't. I just laugh at both shows. Right, you're, you're teaching the appropriate response. <laughs> I did not know that. I don't know anything about Sword and Shield. Me neither. I'm not spending 50 quid on that when Animal Crossing's coming up. That's valid. I might get Animal Crossing. I'm definitely getting it. I don't need a life. So That's fair. I, I want there to be an Animal Crossing, but where I can just play as Isabel. Mm-hmm. I think that is called Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, but I, I, I want a cuter aesthetic than that. Mm-hmm. And put on some sunglasses while you play. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It could work. And I had a segue earlier, and then you kept talking about Animal Crossing and it killed my segue. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Let's I'm just going to say it now and I can edit anyway. Valid. So. Yes. And also, <laughs> Vegeta is vegetable. Um... There's a pair of really adorable lesbians named uh, Kale and Cauliflower. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed the word lesbians for a second, and then I <laughs> just... Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, sorry to everyone listening that can probably hear this very quiet rain in the window. Yeah, sometimes rain happens. Immediately the rain quiets down, just to spite me. It's like rain... Dennis. Stomp, You're welcome. Very funny. (laughs) We do a podcast. We do. We do a podcast. People listen for some reason. It's because I edit out all of this.